The last thing we're discussing was a statement by Rabbah that really, if the Torah would have mentioned Bor and another uh, another one of the categories, you could have learned all of them except Keren. And really, according to some Keren, you could have learned also all this through a Bamahatzad. What's the reason we mentioned it? Because there's Hidushin. Keren has Hidushin, Bintam, and Muad. Bor, there's a Hidush to exempt Kelim. And according to Buda, to exempt Adam. The reason it mentioned Adam, there's a Hidush with the four types of damages he has to pay for. It mentions fire, that you don't, you're exempt from paying for anything hidden. Or according to Buda, if it ruined someone's stones. And with that, we're starting Vav Amud Aleph, uh, first line in, last word in the line, really second line, Hatzad Bahin. The Mishnah mentioned, the common denominator between the four categories it mentioned, Shor, Bor, Mav'eh, Hev'er, is that they damage, it's common for them to damage, you have to watch over them, and you're obligated to pay if anything happens. So the Gemara asks, La'atuyeh Mai. So what are we coming to add? So Amar Abaye, Latuya, Abno, Sakino, Masao, Shinihan, Beroshkago. We're coming to talk about a situation where a person left a huge rock or a knife or a load on top of his roof. And the regular normal wind, nothing crazy, it came, blew it down, and it damaged someone. And the Gemara asks, Hechidami, what are you talking about? How did they damage? If while they're going down, they damage, that's like fire. Because my shana ish, what's the hidush in fire? There's a different power, meaning uh, wind or something else pushed uh, the fire towards something and it burnt it. That's your possession. You own that fire and you have to safeguard it. The same thing with the, the stone, the knife, the load. A different uh, power came. The wind came and blew it. It's your money. You have to watch over it. It doesn't damage. So why is that any different? It's the same thing. Ve'ela batadena. How you want to say that they damaged after they settled in Rashut Rabim, for example? So they flew off the roof, they landed in the middle of the street, and then someone came and uh, tramp, uh, trampled over this rock and got hurt. Idaf kirinu. Well, if you made it ownerless, well then ben lerav ben leshmuel haynu bor. That's the same thing like bor, meaning ma'ishana. But what's hidush by bor? Shekent achilat asiyatol enizik. The whole purpose of it is is it can damage. When a person makes a hole in the middle of Rashut Arabim, it can damage. You know this. And Mamun Khan, it's your possession. You have to safeguard it. And by the way, the Tosfot and Lev Gimel mentions where it says Ma'umamoncha, it's not literally because you were Mafkirit. So Hane Nami, all these things also, the, the stone, the knife, the load, they're created for damage, meaning they, it's common for them to damage. Umamoncha, it's your possession. You have to safeguard it. Ela, you have to say, Okay, you didn't make it ownerless. Okay, then Shmuel da'amar kula bor. So according to Shmuel, who said that we learned all these things from bor, it's the same thing as bor. You left something that you own that can damage in the middle of Rashut Arabim and someone got hurt. The same rules. So the Gemara explains, No, we're talking about a situation where you were mafkir, you made this uh, knife, rock, or load, you made it ownerless. And then they don't have the same rules exactly as a whole. Because by a whole, you don't have any other power causing the damage. With a fire, you have a wind coming. With the load, you have a wind coming. Over here, it's just... It's stagnant. It's not moving. The hole is there, and someone fell into it. 
Tomar with this rock, stone, load. There was another power. There was a wind that came and blew it off, and that's how we got to the damaging. So now the Gemara says, okay, but on the other hand, we have the fire that you're obligated to pay, even though something else pushed it. So you could compare everything to fire. On the other hand, but uh, with fire, it's uh, the, the way it works, it's common for it to move and damage things. The load doesn't usually move to damage things. So let's go back to Bortochiach. We're going to go back to the hole. On the other hand, we already explained how the hole can't work. And now it goes back in circles. And we just have to say that the, the common denominator between both of them is that they damage and you have to watch over it. And therefore... We learn the the rock, the the knife, the load. We learn everything that if you left on top of the roof and they fell, they hurt. You learn it out of the bameyatzad from bor and ish. So that was Abaye's interpretation that says Hatzada Shaveh Shebaen is we're coming to add the, the the stone, the knife, and the load that was left on top of the roof and it fell. Raba explains. Raba Amar no. The Bamei Atzad is coming to add that we have Borhamit Galgel Beragle Adam Beragle Behema. It's a hole that moves around with human or animal feet. What do you mean by hole? It doesn't really mean hole. It can mean anything that damages. Let's say a person left a rock in the middle of Rishut Arbim, in the middle of the street, and you know a person came, kicked it this way, an animal came, kicked it that way, and then someone fell on it. So again, the Gemara asks, what are we talking about? If you made that, let's say, rock or that load, if you were mafkirit, you made it ownerless, then I don't need a me'atzad, meaning I need a common denominator. I could say, that is a bor, and you have to pay. What's the hidrogen bor? It's common for it to damage, and you have to safeguard it. This thing that you left in the middle of Rishut Arabim, it damages, and you have to safeguard it. You have to say, that you didn't, uh, you didn't make it ownerless? Okay, according to Shmuel, that he said, we, we learned everything from Bor. It's the same thing as a Bor. And I don't need a Mameh Atzad. So the Gemara explains. No, we're talking about a situation where he said that the stone is not his. He made it ownerless. And it's totally different than the Bor. Because with the hole... Whatever he did caused the damage. You made a hole in Shrut Arabim, someone fell into it, and that's why the damage happened. Tomar Behane, but with these with this situation where let's say a person left a rock in Shrut Arabim, but over here we're talking about where one person kicked it, an animal moved it to the other side, and then someone tripped over it. It wasn't his actions that caused the damage. Okay, so now let's learn it from Shoryochiyah. Let's learn it from a, a bull walking and uh, trampling on something. Over there also, someone's uh, possession moved around and it damaged something. Yeah, but But you can always say that it's common for a, a bull to walk around and damage things. So on that end, we're going to go back to Bortochiyah. We're going to go back to the, uh, the uh, hole that doesn't uh, walk around to damage. But then, then you have to ask the same question we said before, that with the board, the person's action caused damage. Over here, it moved around. So, again, you can't compare one to the other. The humra that we have by the shore is different than the humra we have by bore. 
Rather, you have to say the reason you're obligated to pay is because it's common for them to damage and you have to safeguard it and therefore we're going to add uh, the hole that moves around, the th- item that you left in the Shutarim that moved around, you're still obligated. So that was Rabbah. So now we have Abaye, we have Rabbah, now up to number three, Rabbah Dabar Ahabah Amar, when we said Bamehat Sad, that we we compared those four things in the Mishnah, Latuya Hadatanya, it's coming to add the following Braytak. Call Elushe Amru and Hachamim said that there's certain people who are allowed to dirty uh, Rashut Rabim, they're allowed to put something in Rashut Rabim that can cause damage. They're the following the Potkin Bibotehen, people who open up their pipes with all the sewage and all the uh, garbage that goes into Rashut Rabim. Vegorfin Me'arotehen. Or people who, th- who uh, clean out uh, their gutters or their caves, meaning all the garbage moving out of Shutabim. Bimota Hama and Lahem Reshut. During the summer, when the street looks beautiful, they, they can't do it. Bimota Geshamim, in the winter, when it's muddy and disgusting, Yesh Lahem Reshut, they have permission. And Afal Pishe Bereshut, but even though you have permission, if they damaged, you have to pay. So if someone threw out his uh, his garbage into the Shutarabim in the winter, you have permission, but you just have to be careful because if anything happens, it's your fault. If someone slips over your uh, banana peel, you're Hayav. So again, the Gemara says, hey, Chidami, what are we talking about? If while you're throwing it, someone trampled over it and, and it caused damage, well, it's your power, and therefore, for sure, you should be high after pay. Rather, you have to say that someone threw out their, their garbage, it landed in Shutarabim, it rested, and then someone uh, tripped over the banana peel. So what are we talking about? If you made them ownerless, then it's the same thing as a bore according to Rav and Shmuel. What's the Hiddush by bore? That when making it, you understand that you're making something that can cause damage. It's your money, not really, like Tosfot explained. But you have to safeguard it. With the garbage also, when you're putting it on a shooter, you know someone could get damage. It's your money and you have to safeguard it. And if anyone gets damage you should be hayav so ela de lovkarin rather we're talking about where a person didn't uh, make the garbage ownerless so this shmuel but still you have a problem according to shmuel everything we learned from bor high new bor it's the same thing as a bor you left something that can cause damage in shoot rabim so the Gemara goes back. No, we're talking about a situation where you made the garbage ownerless. It's different than a bor. Because with the bor, you never had permission to make that hole in a shoot. But with the garbage, I have permission to throw the garbage out in the middle of the street. So maybe I should not be obligated to pay if someone got damaged. On the other hand, we go back to Shoryuchiyah. We go back to the animal that trampled over something. It has permission to go on a shoot of even if it, it damaged something, you're obligated to pay. But on the other hand, but it's common for an animal to walk and damage things. So let's go back to Bortochiyah, which doesn't move. Yeah, but Vihazadin, then you have to go back and ask the question that with the board, you didn't have permission. And again, back and forth, rather, you have to say what's the real reason. It has nothing to do with permission or permission, rather that it's common for it to damage and you have to guard it. And therefore, all these things, we let you put it over there, you're right. But you have to know that they cause damage and you have to watch over and therefore you're Hayav. So that was Ravada Barava. Now we're up to number four, Rabina. Rabina Amar, when the Mishnah said, Bameh 
It's coming to add the following case. If a wall or a tree fell into the Shuta Rabim and they damaged, he doesn't have to pay. There was no way of a person knowing that this wall was going to fall, this tree was going to fall. However, if Betin walked by and they saw that it looks dangerous, it looks like it's going to fall, and they gave him a time limit. They told him in 30 days, you got to get rid of this wall and this tree. And, they, and if they fell within those 30 days, then he's exempt from paying because they gave him some time. But if on day 31, the wall fell and the tree fell, then he's obligated to pay because he's considered negligent. So what are we talking about? If you made the wall or the tree ownerless, then like Rav and Shmuel, it's considered a board and you're obligated to pay. There's no difference because look, with the board, it can cause damage. It's common for it to cause damage. And it's your job to safeguard it. Well, with these also, with the wall, with the tree, they can cause damage and you have to watch over it. And I don't need a whole Mame Hatzad. I could just say it's the same thing. When if he didn't make them ownerless, well, according to Shmuel, who said that if it's something that you made ownerless or not, it's the same thing as bor, then high new bor, it's the same deen as bor. I don't need a matzad shavisha benahim. So the maximum is le'olam We're talking about a situation where a person said that this wall is hefker, the stones are hefker, or the or the tree is hefker. It's not the same as a bor because the bor was originally created able to cause damage. You're going to compare it to these things: the wall, the tree that weren't created being able to cause damage. It's just a tree. It's just a wall. Okay, so let's go back to Shorochiyah. Let's go back to the ox. That uh, it, it's not, it wasn't created to cause damage, but still you're obligated to pay. Yeah, but it's common for an ox to walk and damage. Okay, let's go back to Bortochiyah. That doesn't go and damage. But on the other hand, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna mention it. We're going to say the same question we said before, that, uh, that the boar was created to damage. So rather we have to say that it has nothing to do with it, be, it being created to damage or it uh, going to damage rather the real reason is because it's common for it to damage and you have to safeguard it so these are the four cases and the Rosh brings th- these four cases and he explains in the name of Yesh Mina Gedolim some Gedolim explain that if a damage is learned from two Avot then we're only going to obligate payment on things that are in both so if we're learning uh, the knife falling off the roof from, uh, let's say, fire and uh, a hole, then you would be exempt from paying from anything that is hidden, uncovered, and you'd be exempt from paying for utensils. The Rosh doesn't like that logic, and he says, we're going to take the stringency of both sides. So uh, you would be hayav on, uh, on the hidden thing, you'd be hayav on the, the damaged utensils, because we're going to say that knife falling off the roof, we're going to take the stringencies of the hole, and you'd be hayav on something covered or hidden, and you take the stringency of the fire, and you're going to say that you're even hayav for utensils. Very good to look at that, if you got a chance. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, Shezik Hava Mazik, when when the damage happened, the damager is obligated to pay from the best part of his land. Hava Mazik, 
Hav is a language of someone lost over here. So the damager lost. It really should say, Hayav hamazik mi It should say that he's obligated to pay. So the Gemara explains, So you have to say, Rav said in the name of Rav that this Tana is really Yerushalmi, and they do things in short. Rather than say Hayav, he just says Hav. And even though Rabbi is the one who made up the Mishnayot, sometimes he got something Yerushalmi and just left it as is. Next, we learned in the Mishnah that when the damage are damaged, then he has to pay L'Shalim Teshlumei Nezek, he has to pay for the damage from the best of his lands. Tanur Rabbanan, it says in the Torah, in regards to someone who brought, let's say, his animals into someone else's field and damaged, Metav Sadeu, Metav Karmo Yishalem, he has to pay the best of his field, the best of his vineyard, Metav Sadeu Shel Nizak, or Metav Karmo Shel Nizak, according to Bishmael, the damager has to pay based on the land of the person who has been damaged. Rabbi Akiva, Katuv, Ela Ligbot, Linzakim, Naidit, Akiva is just coming to say that you have to pay back and if you're already paying back you have to pay him something worth it's a good land you can't give him garbage land and Kalva Homer with Gleshen will explain later on what he means so let's go back to Rabbi Shema'el Rabbi Shema'el we don't understand him because if someone ate nice land, okay, he has to pay nice land back. But if he ate from the lower level, the inferior land, you're going to give him better land? How does that make sense? Why should I have to pay back more than what I uh, than what I damaged? So Amar Avi Baravin, he explains Rabbi Shmael as follows: What are we talking about? He ate a piece of the garden. He doesn't know if he ate a, a good part, a bad part. So Rabbi Shmael explains them: So he has to pay from the higher quality. And Amar And Rabbah has a question. Okay, let's say we knew that he ate inferior bad quality. He would only have to pay that quality. Now that we don't know if he ate the inferior quality or the better quality, you should have to pay from the better land. How does that make sense? We all know. If someone is taking money out of his friend, he has to bring proof. Meaning, if you want to get the better land out of the, the person who damaged you, then you're going to have to prove that it was better land. If you don't know, why should you be able to take from the better land? You could always, He could always say that it was the, the, the inferior quality land. So Ella Amar of Ahabar Yaakov, Ahabar rather Rav Ahabar Yaakov changes it. He says we're dealing over here the machlok between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva. Kigon Shaita Aidit Denizak Ziburit Demazik. The higher level land of the person who was damaged is like the lower level land of the person who's damaging. Let's say the the person damaging he's rich, the person who got damaged is poor. Again, this is the machlok that Rabbi Shmuel Savar Bedenizak Shaiminan. According to Rabbi Shmuel, we go by the one who has been damaged. Damaged, and whatever level that he damaged, that's what he has to pay back. According to Biakiva, we go by the person who damaged. So, according to Biakiva, we take from the best land of the damager. So, according to Rav Habar Yaakov, Rabbi Akiva is coming to be Mahmira on Rabbi Ishmael.
So the question is, my So why, according to Rabbi Shmael, we go by the person who's been damaged? Because it says the word Sadeh in regards to Shen Varegel, it says and in regards to Ubi'er Besadeh, Ahir, it says the word Sadeh. The same way Sadeh by Shor and, uh, and Regel, it's the Nizak, we're talking about the person who has been damaged. Av Sadeh, Amur Lemata, same thing with the Sadeh. Uh, Talked about in regards to the the ruining other people's fields, it says metav sadeh. It's also the nizak. We go by the person who has been damaged. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva will tell you that metav sadeh metav karmo yeshalem daich deka meshalem. It says the best land, the best vineyard he has to pay. We're talking about the person who's paying. That means the damager. That's how we assess how much you have to pay by the damager. What's Rabbi Shmael going to answer Rabbi Akiva? Meaning Rabbi Akiva has a good point. The Pasuk says that we go by the damager. So the Gemara explains, We have a Gzashava to tell us that we go by the person who has been damaged, and we have a Pasuk that tells us we go by the damager. The Gzashava helps, like we explained before, we're going to compare uh, whatever it says by Shin Varegel, it says Metav Sadeo, and it says the same thing, so we go by the person who has been damaged. But also, but the Pasuk itself makes sense that we're talking about the person who damages. We're talking about a situation where the damager has a better land and a lower level land. And the, dam, the one who has been damaged, he has better land. So again, the damager has better and lower, and the one who has been damaged only has higher level land. And the lower level of the damager doesn't reach the level of the land that the damaged person has. So then in that case, the So the damager has to pay from the high level that he has. He can't, because damager can't tell the one who has been damaged, come get your money from the lower level land. Rather, he has to pay him from the best land. And the Rosh explains this in one of two ways. Either... Really, the you ha, really the damager has to pay based on the damaged person's land, his higher level land. But over here, he, it just doesn't add up. It's not equal, and therefore he has to pay from his land. Or we learn from the pasuk that if the damaged person and the damager don't have land that equal up to one another, then there's a new deen where you have to pay based on the damager's better land. And the fascinating nafkamina would be is if there's a medium land. The, the middle land is worth more than the land of the person who has been damaged. Can you use that to pay? According to the second perush, you would be able to use that medium land. According to the first perush, you would not. Very kedai to look at the rosh. Very kedai. Next, we saw in the Braita that Rabbi Akiva Omer, according to Rabbi Akiva, the pasuk is just coming to make sure that the person who has been damaged doesn't get taken advantage of. That you have to pay him from a high quality land. And then he says, And there's a kalva homer for hektesh. So my kalva homer hektesh. What's the kalva homer that we're talking about in regards to hektesh? If you're telling me that my bull gored a hektesh bull, the problem is the Pasuk says if someone's ox gores 
his friend's ox, meaning only if it's your friend's ox, and not if it belongs to the Hegdesh. We have to say that Rabbi Akiva was talking about if someone said, I'm going to give a money for the upkeep of the Bet HaMikdash, and he didn't pay, he forgot to pay. The treasurer of the Bet HaMikdash comes, and he takes from the best of this person's land. He'll take a money from wherever the best property that he has. But the Gemara doesn't like that. Why should he? Why should we take the best land? He should be just like a regular person who owes someone money, like a regular debtor. And we all know that a debtor only has to pay from the medium land, not from the highest land, not from the lowest land, from the medium. And if you want to say that Rabbi Akiva held that. Uh, the debtors also have to pay from the best land, and that's why Rabbi Akiva has a kalvachomer. You can knock out that kalvachomer, and you could say, Male bal chov sheken yafe bin zakin, tomar bin zakin. You, say, you could say that when someone is owed money when it comes to damages, that his uh, his power has been strengthened and he gets from the best land, but by hekdesh. It's been weakened because if uh, if your bull uh, gores uh, something that belongs to Hegdesh, you don't have to pay even. So then there would be a big difference and you can't bring a Kalva Homer comparing them. So again, we don't understand what Rabbi Akiba was talking about when he said Kalva Homer to Hekdesh. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.